Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about Google My Business Profile, how it's important, how you need to get a lot more if you consider all settings. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Amanda Tender. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm excited as well because I know that I can get a lot of valuable insights. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about Google business profile? Sure. Interestingly enough, I have a very odd background. I don't have a, a background that's very linear. I think a lot of us entrepreneurs do not have that. So um, in typical entrepreneur style, I've had many different careers. My latest career being managing a credit union. I realized I did not want to be doing that anymore. And I really wanted to be able to, um, you know, help people and carve my own path in the, you know, business industry. And so I started out as a virtual assistant and my first client, who I still have as a client today, that was about five years ago, he was like, what do you want to learn about? And I said, SEO. I was like, it's so interesting to me and I have no clue anything about it. And so he started paying for me to take some courses and things like that. And the rest is kind of history. However, what happened early on is that I realized that in these SEO projects that I was working on for him, I was getting way more traction on the Google business profile side when I was optimizing the listings of the clients, when I was, you know, posting regularly, when I was providing Google with real accurate information, I was seeing like them going to the top in like six weeks versus six months with like local SEO, typical, you know, long-term um, kind of results. And I was like, why isn't anybody like talking about this? Why isn't anybody doing this? You know, like, am I missing something? There's got to be something that's missing. So I've just been, you know, nose into Google business profile for the last four years and the rest is kind of history. And I realized that it's the most undervalued free tool on the internet. Love it. I love your experience. You started from, uh, providing services uh, like virtual assistant. Can you tell yeah. more about uh, this occupation? Uh, because I cooperate with many virtual assistants in my team. Uh, uh, I also uh, hire someone for specific projects. Can you tell how to choose the right virtual assistant today? And we can go ahead with Google My Business Profile from your experience, how to uh, find the right one uh, if you need a virtual assistant. Yeah, definitely. That is a challenge. It's something that I am still challenged with today. Um, I have a team of about five different virtual assistants, different, you know, doing different things within the business. So um, I also have a podcast. So I have three that work on only the podcast. And then I have two that work on my team. But um, it's just, it's very difficult. Um, definitely finding the ones that are proactive. So anytime I put out a job posting, um, someone that actually like goes and like goes out of their way, emails you outside of the job posting, does a sample project without you asking, anything like that. I've found that those are the ones that are like really motivated. They're the ones that really want to stick to it. And they have that desire and the drive to really give the, the best results. So. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Okay, let's talk about uh, Google uh, My Business Profile. Can you tell uh, where to start and uh, who needs Google My Business Profile, uh, who doesn't need uh, any insights about that? Yeah, so for the most part, everyone needs one. Um, most businesses <laughs> need one. Um, however, there is like e-commerce is one of those and crypto probably is probably one of those sectors that really doesn't need one, right? Um, because you have your website, although I will say that you can post products on your Google business profile. So if you're missing that and you do have an e-commerce store, mm -hmm. I would add that. Um, but it's not going to be probably your primary source of traffic because of, you know, Google Merchant Center and things like that really is where you need to kind of focus on that. But um, everyone needs one. So um, whether you're a service-based business, whether you have a local business, you should really have one. I have a lot of clients that are not only local brick and mortars, but they're also service-based. So we have um, doulas as one, like I have several birth doulas, postpartum doulas, and um, hypnobirthing. And all of those things are extremely important. And they don't have a brick and mortar location, but they get just mm -hmm. as much business from Google and from using and managing their Google business profile as they do from anywhere else. So it's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how to optimize G Google My Business Profile? Because, you know, for example, uh, I see often see because uh, when LinkedIn profiles are selfish, you know, people uh, share yeah. more how they are great. You know, uh, I'm <laughs> marketing guru. I am an SEO guru. But, you know, I, I don't see it the same on branding profile, on Neil Petal pro profile, many others. They don't tell they are gurus they know everything mm -hmm. uh can you tell how to uh create business profile that pay more attention to customers to show how you can help customers how you can decide their problems simplify their lives any insights about that yes definitely so optimizing your google profile is going to be easy because you're going to want to absolutely fill out everything right so you want to make sure that everything is filled out you want to have your phone number i see a comment there about that so you want to make sure you have your phone number um you want to make sure you have your website if you have one if you don't have one they create like a super easy one for you you can literally just click and it'll just build you like a super easy simple website based on your information um, but you really just want to answer every question that a potential client could have. They give you a place where you can ask questions or where clients, potential clients or customers can ask questions and you can answer them. So you want to be there asking those questions and answering them before other people do. So the caveat to that is that anyone off the internet can answer those questions as well. So if you have like a disgruntled former customer, they could go in there and answer that question inappropriately or you know, to skew your, your business, go ahead and do that proactively. So then that doesn't happen. But anywhere mm -hmm. that you're able to enter information, I like to call it a gift from Google. You have 750 characters that you can use in your description. So you can put in your location, you can put in what kinds of services. And I mean, it's Google. So we want to use keywords, right? So we want to use all these keywords yeah. in our description, make sure that we're you know, optimizing that, make sure that we're giving Google all the signals of like, who should be finding us? Well, the people that are searching for these terms in on Google is who should be finding us. And every single post that you do, and we recommend that you do at least three posts per week um, to your Google business profile. And you have 1500 characters there. It's like kind of like a little mini blog post 
where you can share the same things. You can share where you're located, who you work with, what kind of problems you solve, and share those keywords that people are actually searching for to find the type of business that you run. It's going to be extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned that you post uh, three times a week. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Can you tell what kind of content do you create if we have such a limited space, uh, a small uh, blog post, but uh, how to uh, give a solid reason to customers to pay attention to your information and what kind of information you usually share on uh, Google My Business Profile? Yeah, so it's definitely going to be re questions related to those searches that people are performing. So let's say you're um, a remodeling contractor, right? Um, you're remodeling homes. So what kinds of questions do people usually ask? They might ask, how much does it cost to remodel a kitchen, to remodel a bathroom or mm -hmm. a living room? Or, you know, so answering those types of questions in a very short form with a very nice picture of maybe before and after results, something like that. Because think about when these people are finding it, they're going to be finding it when they're searching for like, I'm ready to remodel my kitchen. They're going to be searching for those things in that moment where they're ready to buy. So you want to give them as many answers to the questions that they have, and you want to provide the best visuals, things like that. It's going to go mm -hmm. a long way. Uh is it good idea to repurpose content? For example, uh, if uh, can can I submit this content on my blog, on my social media, and uh, repurpose to Google Business Profile? Yeah, depending. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes, <laughs> but maybe not. <laughs> um, so we had uh, I recently did an audit for a customer, um, and she was basically just kind of resharing things from her Instagram, which is more. I mean, she has a business but it's more like day in the life of things. So it, it was like a video of her like walking to get coffee or something like that. That's not really going to go very far on Google My Business because you're not answering any questions. Um, it's not that type of consumer, I guess, like, you know, like video consummation platform. Like you're not, people aren't just going there to watch videos, right? Whereas Instagram, they'll go there to watch videos, TikTok, the same thing but it's not the same kind of content. Blog content is great for Google My Business because you're answering questions in your blogs. You usually have good visual content, those types of things. And there's even a little button that you can use. It's called Learn More. And that's usually the call to action that I will use when I'm sharing any type of blog for a client. So you're just gonna even paste an excerpt from the blog that answers some type of question, an attractive image, or you can even post a short video that's under 30 seconds along with that content and then just put a link to learn more about that particular post. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, when I post some content on social media, uh, my customers can see the post uh, in my feed. Mm -hmm. uh, I can send this post on email, but uh, how customers can see uh, Google posts if I uh, submit them to Google My Business? Yeah. so. All they have to do is Google your business. So like literally Google the name of your business and mm -hmm. you, your listing's going to come off on the right hand side of their screen or on maps if, you know, if they're searching on maps or whatever. Um, so your business is going to come up and then down at the bottom, you're going to see like three little pictures or like a couple little pictures. So those little pictures are the thumbnails of the post. 
So all they mm -hmm. have to do is click there. If they click the first post, they're actually going to be able to scroll through all of your previous posts. So mm -hmm. that'll give them an idea. This is really good for people that are like in, I like to call it like buyers in heat, you know, like they're ready to buy like right now. So if they're seeing that your business is active on there, you're giving relevant information, you know, all of those things, it really goes a long way. And it goes a long way for Google as well. If they have businesses that don't have any reviews, that are not active, that are not, you know, updating their listings regularly, they're not going to serve them. They're going to serve the ones that are really putting in that work and that in that effort. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting about that. Uh, can you tell about common mistakes that companies still do uh, on Google My Business? For example, uh, I think the most common mistake is to ignore posting on uh, yeah. Google My Business. <laughs> what <Right>. about the rest? <laughs> yeah. So definitely not even claiming their Google business profile. So or maybe their SEO company claimed it for them five years ago, they have no access to it. They don't know how to even post on it. They don't know how to change the hours. Um, keeping it updated is another one. Making sure that you have everything, you know, filled out. You can, if you know you're going on vacation in January, you can literally post and block out that vacation. So then that way customers aren't showing up to your door and you're closed. It's very frustrating from a consumer standpoint. I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you. You're like, okay, I'm going to go here and drop this off or pick this up or take the kids here and you show up and it's closed. And you're like, that's not what it said online, you know, yeah. like, hello. So making sure that you're updating it, that's a very common mistake. And honestly, just using it is like, like you said, that missed opportunity of using it. Um, it is the number one ranking factor on Google. It accounts for 33% of your ranking out of the thousands of factors, it's literally number one, and that's a huge chunk of your percentage. So ignoring it is definitely going to, um, it's just going to cost you money in the long run, really. There's no other way around it because you could be making, you know, X number of dollars from X number of customers coming in, but you're not doing it. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you tell what type of content to create? For example, you know, if I post on LinkedIn, I usually uh, create business-oriented content because I know my audience. On my website, it's quite different. On YouTube, it's educational content. So it depends yeah. on the audience. And, uh, for example, I failed to uh, repurpose uh, totally the same content and got it, I need to consider uh, customers' preferences and mm -hmm. users' uh, buying mood. Because, you know, um, uh, I found that even the same people uh, on different platforms have different buying mood, uh, different mindset. Uh, so I can't post the same content. Can you tell what kind of content to create for uh, Google posts? Yeah, definitely. So anything that answers questions that you're ideal customers would be searching for anything that, you know, gives them uh, more insight into what it would be like to purchase from you, what it would be like to, you know, the end result, whatever the end result is, everybody is, every single business has a transition or something that they're offering to their client, whether it's a, you know, even a haircut, you know, like something as simple as a haircut, you're going to have a nicer haircut when you're done, you know, um, you're going to have a nicer kitchen. You're going to have um, a better website. Whatever it is that we offer, there is that transition. So we want to be making sure that we're kind of taking them through that product journey of like, okay, here's where you are now. 
here's where you're going to be. So that is the kind of content that I would create. It's really about search intent. That's the main thing that I would say to keep in mind because mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're using those keywords that they're using for the search intent. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Uh, I have the question about uh, how uh, businesses need to be uh, salesly, you know, uh, on uh, uh, Google posts. For example, uh, on LinkedIn, I usually post educational content and I can uh, submit call to action. Uh, please mm-hmm. open my website if you need my service, but uh, I share a lot of valuable insights before. Uh, but, you know, uh, the main reason because uh, on LinkedIn, if I just sell, uh, LinkedIn uh, won't share my content. People yeah. don't know about this content because uh, it's salesy. But when you share value, when you encourage others, help them, uh, LinkedIn can... Uh, uh, I don't know, spread my content everywhere. What about Google, uh, my business? Uh, if I sell on my post, it, is it a good idea or it's better to share value as well, educate others, and then uh, submit call to action? More insights about that. No, um, Google business profile is literally kind of made to sell. So mm-hmm. it literally, like the calls to action are call. So we want them to be calling you. You can learn more. You can shop. You can book now. Um, they're, all of their calls to action that you can use on a post are very actionable. And the other type of post that gets, I would say, hundreds of times more traction is an offer post. So if you were to create an offer, it doesn't even have to be anything new. So for example, um, I don't know, if you have a website, right? You're a website mm-hmm. designer and you want to build a website, you can literally post one of your website offers, like your beginner offer, your middle offer, whatever, as an offer post. And it's going to get like hundreds of times the traction than any other type of post. So um, it really is more about sales, I would say, on Google Business Profile than any other social media platform because people are going there to Mm -hmm. buy. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, let's talk about, um, for example, social media is indirect factor for Google because Google doesn't consider social media, but uh, Google has uh, algorithms like EAT, expertise, authority, trust, and many customers check out social media profiles before buying products. So they want to know uh, what kind of company you are, uh, do you have loyal customers, or probably they just are looking for uh, discounts, anything else, uh, but they open uh, social media profiles. Uh, in Google Post or Google My Business Profile, it's owned by Google, you know, so uh, the service, these features. Uh, can you tell how it helps to SEO? Because you mentioned in the beginning that you uh, got experience with SEO. So if I optimize Google my business profile, how it can help uh, to grow my uh, website ranking and traffic? Yeah, definitely. So your website is directly linked to your Google business profile. So there's a button. And as long as you have it hooked up, people are going to be able to click and go with one click to your website. They're Mm -hmm. not necessarily even going to see you in the organic rankings, even if you're ranking number one, because Google business profiles are at the top of, you know, of the results of the search page. So they're going to see that first. And if they can click that to your website first, then that's going to grow your traffic. If they're continuing to scroll and maybe you're not number one, maybe you're, well, if you're on page two, let's just forget it. But um, if you're, you know, number four, right, they may click your website, but they had three other options that they just passed 
plus the other Google business profiles. So if you can get to number one on Google business profile for your industry and your location, you're going to get a lot more clicks than any, any other method. I also want to go back to what you said about social media and there is a way that you can link them all or Google will naturally link all of your profiles together. So if you have your social media profiles named in the same manner that you have your Google business profile named, it will pick up LinkedIn, it will pick up Twitter, it will pick up um, Pinterest and Facebook. So you'll have little icons at the very bottom of your listing that have you know links directly to all of those things. So Google's kind of like naturally doing that for you. There's no way to manually add them in, but that's why in SEO, your name, address, and phone number are really, really important to keep consistent across, you know, the internet in general. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, uh, you told that um, SEO is a long game. Uh, it takes mm -hmm. time to get results. And uh, I found one interesting way how to get ranking positions in 24 hours for yeah. almost any keywords, uh, it's uh, to shoot uh, film uh, YouTube video because, you know, for SEO, you need to create an awesome uh, page, you know, to provide link building and it takes time. According to HRFs, only 7% of all pages get ranking positions in the first year. But if you film videos on YouTube and 55% of, of all searchers have video content, so you can run content yeah. uh, like in 24 hours without any link building just to create a great video. Uh, and you mentioned that in the uh, in the top positions, we usually get Google My Business Profile. So it's very important uh, to consider. Can you tell what kind of features uh, companies ignore? on Google My Business Profile, because uh, I often cooperate with webmasters they, who use uh, Google Analytics or Search Console, uh, even paid tools. They usually use a few features and ignore many other awesome features from your experience. What uh, it's most ignore and uh, your tips uh, how to use them in the right way? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. 100% photos. So the internet in general is just a visual place like we're literally looking for things all the time and images stop us in our tracks videos stop us in our tracks so having really nice images and photos and videos and and things like that on your profile is great um, having customers clients post videos of or photos of your results is also great that's a really under ignored or underused feature because it just gives you a lot more views, a lot more eyes on your listing, those types of things. Reviews is also the number two Google ranking, Google ranking factor. And that is extremely ignored. Um, and mm -hmm. the great thing about reviews is that when someone leaves you a great review, Google is literally pulling from the text of that person's review and serving your listing as a result based on what your customers have said about you. So if you're like fast service, if someone types like fastest place to, I don't know, get my car washed, right? Um, somebody has left a review for a fast car wash in the area, you're going to come up because you have that text in your review. So reviews are also highly underutilized. And again, posts are also highly underutilized because you have 1500 characters. You could type a post every day and you have 1500 characters with which you can tell Google why you should be 
the business at the top, right? It's very, very underutilized. Nice. Yeah, we have the question, is a website must to grow small business? A hundred percent, please. Yeah, <laughs> that is, I would, I would consider a website to be the cornerstone of your business, right? It's literally oh. your, where you hang your shingle online, right? So it's where people can find out how to work with you, what you offer, how you solve their problems, and also any content that, you know, that you create, you can store all of that on your website. And like you said, having those YouTube videos, um, I don't know if you embed them on your website in order to help that ranking factor, but I'm assuming that there's some sort of linking back to your website that goes on um, for your for your 24-hour ranking method. Um, but you can't really do that without a website. And it, it is really important. So mm -hmm. yeah, Fitzum. Uh thanks again for your question. It's a good question. And uh, uh, I want to ask you about reviews. You mentioned about reviews. Uh, and can you tell how it's important to reply to all reviews that we get uh, on Google Business Profile? Yeah, it's really important because A, Google asks you to do it. So if you're not doing something that Google is asking you to do, then obviously there's a disconnect there. So definitely, you know, replying to the reviews, and I want to touch on negative reviews because a lot of people will skip over replying to the negative reviews or they'll get into that defensive like business owner, like I'm, I know everything, I'm the best like <laughs> mode. <laughs> and that's not going to get you new customers. That's going to turn off new customers. So reply to every review, um, you know, make it as personal as possible. So it doesn't seem like canned or fake or, you know, anything like that. Um, your clients, your customers will appreciate it and Google appreciates it. And if you do get a negative review, what you want to do is just kind of commiserate with the person, say, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that you had that experience, not necessarily agree that their, you know, point of view from the experience is correct, because it may not be, which is very possible. So you just say, thank you for, you know, letting us know how you feel about your experience. Um, we're sorry to hear that that happened. Um, this is what we can do to fix it. So you offer a solution and then offer a direct contact to you. So put your phone number right in that review. So then that way they can't ever say, no one reached out to me. I wasn't sure how to get a hold of someone, um, that kind of thing. And what that's going to do is it's going to anybody that, and I don't know if you do this, but I do this. So I go to a business, <laughs> I look at the reviews and I sort by, lowest to highest because you can do that on Google, right? Um, so we want to see what the worst experience that we could possibly expect from a business is. And if we can live with that, then we'll probably go forward. If the, re you know, the review has a really negative response from the owner and, you know, the owner handled it really poorly, like this was all your fault, like don't ever come back to our business. And I've seen these reviews, by the way, um, <laughs> just so we're clear, it happens. Um, so I've seen these reviews and what you're doing is you're turning off every potential customer that's reading your reviews, right? So you really want to just swallow your pride and just say, you know, like, we're very sorry this happened. Let's work on, you know, making it right. Let's do what we can to work together and, you know, just give that perceived customer the experience that you want them to have um, rather than maybe what the potent, the former customer have had so yeah you know amanda you read my mind because uh uh uh, uh 
you know, uh, I felt to ask about negative reviews, but you reply <laughs> before me <laughs> asking. Okay, uh, and I remember Bill Gates uh, shared about negative reviews that uh, it's the biggest asset. If you have negative reviews, you know mm -hmm. how to develop and innovate your products. I found uh, another study that uh, people are willing uh, to change negative reviews to positive one if you reply to them and decide their problems. Uh, uh, around 30% uh, can mm -hmm. replace from positive uh, negative to positive. And 60% can... Uh, uh buy one more time if you decide their problems okay they yes. can leave their negative review but they can be a loyal customer if you just decide their problems i love it so yeah uh, by the yeah. way i don't like uh, negative reviews uh, uh, and uh, you know uh, on social media because i know that uh, i'm far away from perfect you know especially about my pronunciation about my way of speaking but uh, it's life what i can do people have their opinions and yeah. i i like more you know, Seth Godin uh, shared that he stopped reading uh, uh, negative reviews on his books. And we know yeah. that Seth Godin is one of the best marketers ever. Yes. And uh, he, yeah, he shared that he doesn't want to know that someone doesn't like his books. Okay, you doesn't you don't like. Uh, okay, uh, it's your yeah. choice. It's not it's not written for you. Uh, and but I can tell uh, how uh, who can avoid replying to negative reviews uh, someone who has recognition like Seth Godin if you have uh, so big audience a lot of customers probably yes you can't decide all problems but no. uh, if you small business it's better to do it just to reply if you can't like me you can hire someone else who can <laughs> decide this problem so <laughs> just yeah exactly just hire someone literally just to do that I mean yeah some yeah. of our clients have like thousands of locations so you know they don't have they have a, just a designated team that does nothing but reply to their trust pilot reviews to their google business pilot you know or their google business profile reviews so sometimes it's necessary just to hire someone literally just to hire reviews depending on how big your company is or just to respond to reviews just to depending on how big your company is yeah many companies specialize on that to help to decide negative reviews uh mm -hmm. to decide problems and go ahead so yeah Love it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Amanda, I, I have the question about your leadership. Uh, let me tell uh, why I'm asking about that. Because I found on your page about on the LinkedIn, uh, you born leader with 14 years experience in providing business leadership. Can you yes. tell more about that? Uh, what leadership is for you and how it helps you to uh, help others? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So I've been leading um, teams of employees for, let's see, since 2006, I think was my first management position. So it's been a little while. Um, but yeah, so I just have, I've owned a brick and mortar business. So that was where I got my start um, in management and just, you know, having a team of people managing payroll hours, conflict, customer, you know, conflict, those types of things going into um, operations management. So I've I have experience in operations management. So facilities, IT, um, you know, payroll, HR, all of those things. And then um, segueing from that into managing a credit union, which is pretty different from the other two. However, still managing, you know, teams of people trying to get things done, meeting sales goals, 
um, those types of things. That's basically where all of my management experiences in basically business operations and um, team management. So, yeah, by the way, I, I love management because, yeah. you know, I'm so terrible with SEO, with content creation, with uh, filming videos, with technical optimization, link building. I understand that. I understand mm -hmm. almost everything, but just understand uh, when I'm trying to implement, I got it. Uh, many people are much better than me. They are experts. So uh, that's why I, I love management. Uh, and uh, I think that's good, you know, when you can manage people uh, to unite them. Uh, can you tell how, by the way, uh, how to manage uh, a lot of people? For example, if you have a big team, different uh, experts in design, uh content creation writing editing web development uh, tell how how do you unite them with uh, cohesive goals Achieving yeah cohesive definitely goals. so we have in tdm marketing we have a very detailed employee handbook that is kind of it's not really an employee handbook it's because most of our team is contractors so it is it goes into our mission, which is to provide amazing SEO and Google business services and to help other business owners grow their business. So like, we're basically like spreading the wealth around the world, right? We're trying to make everyone prosperous, including our team. So it's not just our team, um, making sure that they're paid well. Um, I know that there is the opportunity to, um, you know, pay two to $3 for, you know, outsourcing around the world. I try to never ever do that. Well, I don't do that because I really know that if I am in a position where I need to hire someone, I want to hire them at a rate that I feel like they could live off of that, you know, it's it's enough for them to be able to thrive. So that's another part of team culture. Um, but we just have a really um, straightforward approach of being open and honest and bringing everyone together. We use Slack for communication, which I don't know if you do that as well. Um, mm -hmm. But we each have, we have, you know, different channels that different people communicate on. We have channels that we all communicate on and just kind of staying in touch with, with each other, I have found is one of the best ways to kind of build that camaraderie, that team spirit, and just know that like, I'm not the only one that's doing this work, or I'm not the only one that's doing that work, or my work depends on or like, you know, the work that I do dictates what someone else is going to have in order to do their job, if that makes sense. So it's just a big team kind of environment and making sure that everyone is on board, really. Yeah. So. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Amanda, I have the question about about another, your quote on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, you're a critical thinker with a strong ability to solve problems. Can you tell more? Uh, what... Uh, is for you critical thinking and uh, uh, how to solve the problems e for example uh, let me clarify more about that uh, um, i can help some uh, crypto websites uh, but i'm not a crypto expert uh, uh, i'm not good with crypto trading uh, but i i can help them uh, in marketing goals uh, if you have a new customer and you need to help uh, to, to decide some problems with critical thinking. How you can do it if you don't know exactly how all everything works on this uh, on their side and uh, your insights, how to learn how and how to provide uh, right solutions? Yeah, definitely. So having an intake form is one of the ways that we kind of overcome that. And it 
we asked them like, who are your top three competitors? Like who, you know, just things, and especially in our industry, it's a little different than other industries, but um, probably your industry obviously is very similar. Um, but, you know, we try to figure out like, what is your, who is your ideal client? What do they do? Um, where do they live? What types of services do you offer? Um, those kinds of things. And then we'll go and we'll take all of those basic answers, which are really just surface answers, and we'll dive into them and try to figure out like, okay, well, if I'm, uh, you know, looking for this type of service, like, what is it that I'm going to be Googling? What is it that I'm going to want to know about doing X, Y, or Z, or whatever it is? And those types of things, that type of research, it's definitely a lot of research. But um, anytime you work with a client, you want to learn as much about their operations and things like that. And as we go, I just let them know, like, we're going to be asking you questions. And the questions are going to be so that way we can provide a better experience. We can, you know, get better results for you. And they always understand that because um, they want the best results. And so they're happy to answer any questions that we have going forward. So just being thorough research and answering questions, I think, or asking questions when appropriate, I think is the biggest part of that um, understanding process. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Listening is a powerful tool. I love it. Love it. Yeah. You know, I, some, uh, I sometimes can listen customers uh, for a few hours and uh, they uh, share after that. I am good uh, speaker. No way. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was good. A good listener. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can now speak on their topic, right? <laughs> on yeah. their expertise. Uh, Amanda, I have the final question. Uh, Let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do to learn more about uh, Google business profile? Yeah, well, we have a resource page on our website that has a ton of free information. So that would be one place to start. But honestly, Google, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> just Google it. Um, it doesn't have to be super overcomplicated, but... Um, just Google how to use Google My Business or Google Business Profile for, you know, to grow my business. And that is going to give you a ton of answers. There's a ton of content out there now. Four years ago, there was not very much content out there. Um, but now there is so much information and so much, you know, so much, I guess, information, training, all of those things available. So I would definitely do that. We have some trainings available on optimization. Uh, we have a course on optimization. And actually, I am in the process of creating a course for marketing agencies and virtual assistants on how they can actually add Google business profile services to their business because it's a highly profitable, highly underused, you know, niche that really so many more business owners need help with and I can't help them all. So... Nice, nice. Guys, you need to follow Amanda to learn from her courses, training. Uh, by the way, tell our audience the best way how to reach out to you, how to learn more about you, how to follow you. Yeah, you can um, visit our website, which is TDM. So it's, it stands for The Determined Mom. So TDM-marketing.com. And I am also on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of the places. LinkedIn is probably one of my favorite places to um, interact with people because it's more business oriented. Um, I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook um, just because it's not where my people live. So yeah. 
<laughs> okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Please follow Amanda on LinkedIn because you can know first about uh, this course, amazing course that can help and lead your business in the right direction. You can get a lot more results and you can see a lot of value. I love it. Amanda, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. Welcome back anytime to share more valuable insights. Uh, I'm pretty sure that audience will love it as well. Okay, guys, thanks for watching and listening to us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.